0: Hello, I am Trey Ratcliffe, and welcome to my rather unusual podcast I call Walk and Talk with Trey. The show is mostly about creativity and consciousness, but the conversation often delves into other far-flung erudite subjects, and there's plenty of silly stuff to balance all that out. All of these were originally recorded on a 360-degree video camera that shoots in 5.7K. I hold it in front of me while I walk and talk with interesting people. You're now listening to the audio version that is more convenient in many situations. But keep in mind, you can always jump over to YouTube and watch the 361 too. It's fun because you can move the camera all around. If you get tired of watching me blab away, just move the camera around and look at all the beautiful scenery around us. Note that the show is ad free. If you like it, then I have something fun you can do. I have this members-only section of the blog called the Stuck in Customs Passport. You can get there by going to StuckinCustoms.com Passport. For just the cost of a few cups of coffee per month, you can support the show and get access to over a hundred different videos. These are inspirational videos, how-to videos, and filled with all sorts of mind vitamins. My goal with all these things is to spread consciousness and fun and love around the world. Maybe that sounds silly to you, but I hope it doesn't. Anyway, please come subscribe. I appreciate you. Okay. Hello, I'm Trey Ratcliffe. Welcome to season 10, episode three of Kevin Kelly on the Camino, questions for him. We are not still sure of a a name for this show, but we did map out the first 40 seasons of it with 10 episodes each. This question is about the Long Now, which is one of your passion projects, isn't it? So tell us what's going on with the Long Now.
1: Long Now is a bunch of people who have gotten together to try to encourage long-term thinking. Long-term thinking is not the same thing as a long-term plan. We don't have a big grand plan for the future, but we do want to encourage everybody to think long-term. And that's basically entails, say, thinking about the world that your children or grandchildren may inhabit or great-grandchildren or those beyond. So you want to be a good ancestor is one way we put it. How to be a good ancestor? And there are things that we have benefited from because of we've had previous good ancestors who, you know, maybe built roads or cathedrals or hospitals that took many generations to come to the point where they are now, and we benefit from that. So we want to encourage people to think about engaging in projects that might take more than their own lifetime to finish or to think about doing things now and um, considering the consequences of future generations and what it may mean to them. uh, Or to give people in the future tools that they may want to use to decide their own futures. So long-term thinking is Something that the best corporations who live long. Um you want to pass through? Please. sure. Sorry. Thanks, God. Sorry. We're two out horses out? wide there. Yeah. Um,
0: we're here on the Camino in Spain, by the way. I forgot to explain that. Yeah. We're walking on the from Portugal
1: to Santiago. Santiago. And um, it's a trail shared by pilgrims and other hikers. Yeah. And um, Okay, go on, Long Now. So Long Now is a a foundation that's trying to encourage long-term thinking. And we have done several projects to try to exemplify long-term thinking. And one of the projects we've been working on is a clock that would tick for 10,000 years. And the purpose of this clock that would tick for 10,000 years is to encourage us to think long-term. The the kind of short version of the clock is a clock that would make a tick every year or make a talk every century and every millennial, every thousand years, a little cuckoo would come out. So that's sort of the, the idea. Of Where the is this clock? So, there's, so we actually have made a prototype version which was around to Gong. The cuckoo came out in the year 2000. That prototype clock is in the London Science Museum. And now we've made a larger version, or we're making a larger version, inside a mountain in the west Texas. And this clock is gigantic. It's, a, it's in a 500-foot-tall vertical tunnel that has a spiral staircase cut into the rock itself, and there is a clock that hangs basically in this tunnel, and it's a clock that is ticking for 10,000 years, and it ticks by itself, and it's being powered by the temperature changes between day and night. Have you been there? Does this thing exist? The thing exists. It's not finished, but there's enough of the clock that's been completed that um, we visited it and made a little... First pilgrimage to it and climbed up through it. Um, Another part of the clock that is being made that does not exist inside it yet, but will in the next couple of years, is a set of chimes. And every day at noon, solar noon, the chimes will chime, will sing, and they will make a melody that has never been heard before. So every day will be a brand new, different melody for ten thousand years, and that will happen, of course whether anybody is there or not. So this clock is ticking inside the mountain for 10,000 years, whether there's humans around or not. And as I said, we visited it recently. It's not quite complete, but there was enough of the clock there. And the amazing sense to me was it felt like this was a clock that's always been inside this mountain. It It was just really, it's kind of deep in here. It's dark. Yeah, well, these gigantic gears. There's these places that you can turn and wind it, and um, it feels as though this clock has been there for ten thousand years already.
0: Well, is anyone making a documentary about the building of this thing? And it yeah, sounds yes. like a whole. It sounds incredible.
1: There is. There, it's been well documented as we've gone along. Not all of it has been released, but I'm sure there will be um, public versions of it in the future. Um, it's taken at least a decade so far. Um, the clock is being funded by Jeff Bezos. He basically owns the clock, this this particular clock, and he has committed it for to have public access eventually, that there would be ways for the public to visit it but it's very remote there's no roads to it and so the the imagined future is that there will be uh, it will take two days you have to hike in to the base of the clock it's in a remote part of texas and you have to hike in and there'll be a, a dory at the bottom of this mountain and you like, you know, like in the Lords of the Ring, you kind of enter into the cool. cave. You go through some doors that keep the air out. They're, they're, they're airlocks, and that's to prevent dust from building up on the clock, and to keep out critters and bears and bats. And you go through these airlocks, and then you begin, and there's totally dark inside, there's no electricity, but at the, when you reach the vertical shaft, there's a tiny little light way up there. And you begin to climb up these stone steps in a spiral all the way up and as you climb up more and more you begin to have more light and you begin to realize that there's a clock there and you see all the mechanical stuff and eventually you climb all the way up and there's a there's an experience at the top which i won't describe and um you eventually exit out at the top of this mountain and then you have to hike uh, back around. And so it will take a couple days. Is there any chance that Jeff Bezos is
0: secretly turning this 500 foot clock into a rocket ship that he's going to use himself right. for nefarious means?
1: So the clock is actually not that far from his spaceport where he has his Blue Origin. Uh-huh. Uh, so he likes to stand at the top of this nearby mountain and hope. Out, you can see the planes the spaceport on the ridge you can see the clock sight and he says aha space time <laughs> such a good nerdy joke
0: yeah it's always right. a winner though right. it always lands <laughs> space
1: time yeah he's interested in space and time so um yeah so so the what well, we imagine is a will bit more than one clock we own some, Long Now owns property at the top of a mountain in Nevada, and um, we make build a clock there. Um, there are uh, tenders and interests from other cities around the world that would like to have a clock, a Long Now clock that's ticking for 10,000 years, and so um, there will probably be more than one clock. Sounds
0: awesome. So people can just kind of Google Long Now to find out more?
1: Right. In fact, there is a website somewhere um, where you can actually put your name in the list uh, to go visit the clock. Cool. Hey, who's involved with this project uh, with you? So the clock was designed by Danny Hillis, a super computing genius. I mean, he he, he invented... um the it, just here? it must be this way. Do I don't know where those guys are going. Uh, he uh, he invented um, parallel processing, so he's uh, a technical inventor. He designed the clock. It was his idea, um, and. Uh Stuart Brand and he and I and others founded this foundation to help build the clock and think long-term. So Stuart Brand is another person involved. Uh, Peter Schwartz, the futurist, is involved. Um, on the board, we have some other interesting people. David Eagleman, who is a um, neurobiologist. I know neuro- Eagleman. Yes. Good guy. Um, and Esther Dyson, the uh, pundit the um, tech pundit. So there was a bunch of interesting people. Um, I've not mentioned them all, but there are others. And uh, we we have other projects. We um, we are interested in long-term digital storage. How do you store all the valuable information in the world over long-term time? How, How do we be responsible about keeping the information, so we don't have the... Library of Alexandria syndrome where it all disappears because they're on floppy disks Uh and nobody can read floppy disks. So, Wait,
0: I have an idea. Let's save this enticing intro for the next episode. Okay. How do you store the world's information in sort of a permanent way? Good question. Alrighty. Well done. All right, thanks, Kevin. Yep. We should reach our destination pretty soon, you think? Today's an easy day.
1: It is. We're coming up to the end of this beautiful wooded walk where we come into one of the major... uh, medieval cities
0: good i love a good spanish medieval any medieval city i love it all right all right thanks kevin see you soon